Good morning. Good morning to you. Hey, this is your wake-up call. Wake-up call 004. And I wanted to ask you a question in your wake-up call this morning. Who's in the room with you? That's the question I have for you. Who is in the room with you? Got some background music in here. I'll turn that off. Who's in the room with you? This is a question I saw when I was uh, reading through the book of Luke a few days ago. Who's in the room with you? Luke 8, verse 41. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue. And he, will, and he fell down at the feet of Jesus and begged Jesus to come to his house. For he had only a daughter who was about 12 years of age, and she was dying. Verse 49 of that same chapter. And while he was still speaking, Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the ruler of the synagogue's house, Jairus, this man who just came to Jesus and said, Lord, my, my daughter's dying. I want you to come to the house, my house, and pray for her. Someone from his house comes and says, Your daughter's dead, Jairus. Don't trouble the teacher anymore. But when Jesus heard that, he answered him saying, Do not be afraid. Only believe. She will be made well. And when he came into the house, Jesus permitted that no one go in into the house except Peter, James, John, the father and mother of the girl. Now all wept and mourned for her, but he said, he said to this crowd, there's a crowd of people weeping, do not weep, she is not dead, but sleeping. And when they ridiculed him, knowing that she was dead, but he put them all outside, took her by the hand and called, saying, little girl, arise. Then her spirit returned, and she immediately arose and he commanded that she be given something to eat what we have here is this account of jesus he had just been ministering on the other side of lake gennesaret he, he's over there ministering to this demoniac man who had these thousands of demons in him he comes back to the other side he comes back by boat and when he gets there there's crowds of people waiting for jesus there's crowds of people waiting for him and in the crowd is a man named jairus He's a ruler of the synagogue, he's a devout man, and he's come to Jesus. And he says, Jesus, my daughter is dying, but I believe that if you come to my house, I'm asking you to come with me and pray for her, because I can see you do these miracles, you do these mighty things, and I'm praying, to believe, and praying that you'll come with me to my house so that my daughter will be made whole and she won't have to die. And Jesus agrees. I want you to see that. Jairus asked Jesus to come with him, and Jesus says yes. Jesus is willing and able and wants to be in the room with you. Who's in the room with you? Now notice this. Between that point and them coming to Jairus' house, something happens. There's another miracle that takes place. A woman with an issue of blood, a long-lasting infirmity. Let me tell you something. No matter how long or how short something's been in your life, God can free you from it. Whether it's a short time or a long time, it doesn't matter. God can set you free in a moment's time. Now, this miracle takes place. And while this other woman is getting a miracle from Jesus, a man from Jairus' house comes and brings bad news. He brings bad news. Jairus, your daughter's dead. Don't bother Jesus anymore. 
She's dead. Give it up. Jesus turns to Jairus and tells him point blank, don't be afraid. Only believe. She will be made well. Jairus, I understand that you've gotten bad natural news, but it's like a, a Isaiah 53 verse 1 says, whose report will you believe? Who will, who will believe the report of the Lord? Because it's those people that believe the word and the testimony of Scripture and the word of God that will receive the power of God in their life. Uh, Ephesians 1 tells us that. The exceeding great working power that is working in us, those that believe. And Jesus reminds Jairus, Believe in me, not the bad news. Believe in me that I can change this situation. Don't allow fear to take a hold of your heart. Who's in the room with you? Jesus gets to Jairus' house. And the first thing Jesus does, he gets everyone out of the house except for three of his disciples, his closest three. You'll see that time and time again. Peter, James, and John were always in that inner circle with Jesus. And then the mother and father of this girl, Jairus and his wife. But everyone else he removes from the room. All these people, it was tradition, it was custom when someone dies to have people wailing and mourning and weeping. And they all get removed. Jesus moves them out of the house, gets them out of the house. And that's what you have to do in life. If you're going to stand on the word of God, you're going to have to remove some people. There's going to be some people that are weeping and they're sorrowful and they're sad when the, when the testimony of Scripture says rejoice and be glad. Well, it, but naturally, that looked like I should be happy. The Bible says that, that the Lord's going to bring to pass everything in His Word. The Bible says that His Word's going forth and it's going to produce what it has been sent forth to do. Yeah, but it doesn't look like it. I'm not relying on my natural eyes. I'm not relying on my senses, my sense knowledge, what I can taste and see and hear and touch and feel. I'm relying on what Jesus has said. Don't be afraid, only believe. And part of that, the action of not being afraid and only believing is removing voices of doubt, removing the people that mock. Because Jesus, he tells them, look, verse 52, don't weep, she's not dead, she's just asleep. When you are the resurrection and the life, the dead are nothing more than sleeping. And what did they do to Jesus? They ridiculed him. They mocked him. Remove the mockers from your life. Remove those who will ridicule the truth in the word of God. Remove from your life, not just people, but if you have thoughts that don't align up with scripture, remove them from your thought life. Remove the thoughts that ridicule and mock the truth of God's Word. Don't allow anything into your mind or into your heart that will try to compete against the Word of God. Get it out of the room. Who's in the room with you? People that believe and are aligned with the Word of God and believe and trust in Jesus? Or mockers and ridiculers and people who are weeping and wailing when it's a time to rejoice and a time to receive by faith? Only believe. Who's in the room with you? Believers or doubters? Remove the doubt. Remove the thoughts 
and the influences. Don't allow the news media to speak into your mind and, and tell you everything's wrong with the world. You don't need to flip on 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week news to know that there's sin in the earth and sin produces death in all different shapes and sizes. You don't need someone to tell you that. What you need is the testimony of the Word of God. You don't need the opinions of man and what other people think and social media reposts and retweets of why you think this or that and it's contrary to the Word of God. Remove that. Get that out of the room of your heart. You know, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Verse 23, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Put away a deceitful mouth, perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path. Think about the path of your feet and let your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left and remove your foot from evil. The writer of Proverbs here is saying this, set your heart and your mind and your eyes and your hearing on the word of truth. Think about it. Ponder it. Hide it in your heart so that you'd not sin against God. Put it in a place of high honor in your life and remove anything else. Perverse lips, perverse mouth, wrong thinking. Get it out of your life so that you can establish your way, so that you won't stumble and fall, so that you won't go down the path of the wicked. Set your mind and your heart on the truth of God's word and walk in it. Because out of it is the issues of life. Out of your heart. If your heart is in a wrong place, your life will be in a wrong place. If your heart's not right with God, you're not right with God. But when your heart gets changed, saved, and you're living in the life of God, according to the Word of God, daily in communion with Him, by the power of His Word and the power of the Holy Spirit, when your heart's right, your life will be right. When your heart's established, your way will be established. You know, the Bible talks about that in 2 Corinthians 10, tells us that our weapons, we have weapons of warfare, but they're not physical weapons, they're spiritual weapons for the purpose of pulling down strongholds, of cutting down any thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. As a believer and a Christian, it is my responsibility to allow the Word of God to judge every single thought that passes my mind so that only which agrees with the Word of God remains in my heart. Because I don't want the seed of doubt, of sin, or, or, or unrighteousness, or unbelief to take hold in my heart and produce a crop of that. No, I want to get it out of the room with me. So that's the question today. Ask yourself, who's in the room with you? Is Jesus in the room with you? I believe he is. If you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, you can do that right now. And he'll cleanse the room of your heart. And he'll inhabit. Revelation 3.20 says he's knocking. He is knocking at the door. He wants to come into the room of your heart and sit and dwell and abide with you. And it's as simple as this. Believe that he is the risen son of God with your heart and confess, say with your mouth, Lord Jesus, you are my Lord and salvation 
takes place and you'll be made brand new. And the room of your heart will have Christ abiding and dwelling in it. Remove the doubt. Remove the hate. Remove the backbiting, the, back, the, the, the slander. Remove the thoughts and opinions that don't line up with the Word of God. Keep your heart pure. Keep your heart right before the Lord. Hey, I want to say thank you for joining me on this episode of Faith for My Generation podcast channel. Please do us a favor. Leave a five-star review. It helps us get this message of the gospel and the word of God out in front of more people. It really does help. And until next time, remember, we are the faithful. God bless.